Yo, BJ Gajor with the Get Some Games podcast and a special guest today, Colin Ray, a.k.a. C-Ray, a VIP virtual coaching client, an original Gorilla Corn Gains member, longtime member of the DailyBJ.com. He is a busy teacher who takes his fitness very seriously, and he's gotten great results in the time that we've worked together. So I had to get him on the show, share his journey, and hopefully inspire other people to follow this man's lead. Colin, how are we doing today, man? I'm good, brother. Thanks for the intro, man. Sound you you characterized me quite well. So I can tell we've been working together for a little bit. No doubt. And I'll tell you what, man, you are a teacher. I think we have a lot of teachers in the mix. Yeah. And we just talked before starting the recording here that you are officially on winter break. Man, what a stressful job, you know, it is to be a teacher. And, you know, the schedule is is crazy. How are you doing with that process? Like, you know, a, a lot of people might think, you know, we have medical professionals, teachers, educators, and, and those schedules really make it difficult for people to find a fitness plan. But, you know, how, how have you made it work? And are you are you excited about the break? Um, so great, great questions. Yeah, I mean, it does really, it comes down to routine. Um, and so I luckily for me, just my personality, I sort of work well on setting my own schedule and my own routine. And I can stick to it pretty well. It's one of my strong points. In fact, my buddies who I've been friends with since like high school always joke about me not liking when my routine changes. So sometimes I get a little bit locked into it, but really that's the key for me is just setting up something that I can do. That's almost like I'm on autopilot. You know, I just kind of go as soon as I wake up. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of what I've done recently. And now it's been probably about three or four years. I've transitioned to, I work out as you know, like first thing in the morning, basically. Um, so I wasn't always that way, but, um, it is so much easier for me because I started to lose energy working out at the end of the day. And like my workouts became more of a drag than what they are now, which is more of a joy and, uh, to make them more beneficial. Like I moved it to the beginning of my day and it sort of sets me going for the whole day itself and gives me the energy that I need to, you know, to be there for my students and make sure that like I'm on my game all the time. So again, it just comes back to setting a schedule and then sticking to it. And luckily for me, that just kind of works well for my personality. So I do basically the same thing every day and doesn't really change all that much, but you know, that's what works for me and it keeps me going. Man, end of day workouts are tough. That's typically when I, I train during the weekdays because I just try to prioritize my, my work. Uh, I try to give my best effort energy wise with my work. So I'm, I'm okay sure. with, I'm not okay with it, but I, I, it is what it is. I, I have to kind of muster up that late afternoon energy to get the workouts in. But my preference is like what I try to treat myself to a couple times a week uh, towards the weekend is, you know, you wake up without an alarm, have your coffee and it's kind of that more midday workout is, is ideal. Like that's the dream where you, yeah. you can get a time to wake up, you get your workout done and you got the whole second half of the day to yourself. But again, you got to make it work and when in doubt, I, I think for the, the busy professional, just get it done first thing in the morning. You don't want to be playing the games because you need such willpower to train at the end of a long day. Like the stuff I have to say to myself <laughs> and negotiate with myself just to get so them true. in sometimes. Uh, it's tough, man. So uh, definitely, I hope that resonated with people. Like just get it done first thing in the morning. Don't even worry about your performance. Like your body will adapt eventually to those early morning routines. But it's not about performance when you are a busy professional or a parent. It's really just about getting it in and the exactly. performance will come with, with the compliance. So um, that's critical. And, and 
take us through like uh, what your schedule is like, you know, uh, what you teach, you know, what type of thing. Just give us give us a day in, in the schedule of uh, Colin Ray. Sure. Yeah, no problem. I will say um, that it will sound, especially during the week, a bit insane. But that's because I tend to do things in extremes a lot of the time. Um, so my typical weekday, believe it or not, starts around 3 a.m. Um, so I'll get up and I really like to take a solid walk. It's usually between 70 and 80 minutes with my dog. Um, and one of the biggest reasons I stick to this so much is a, it's good for him. I have a big dog. He's a Rhodesian Ridgeback and it's over a hundred pounds. So the dog has endless energy. So I like to get him, you know, moving in the morning, especially he just behaves better that way. He doesn't get bored. Um, but one of the things that I've really grown to appreciate about my walks with him in the morning is it kind of like sets my mental state for the whole day. Um, despite waking up so early, I'm not actually a morning person. And so that time outside with him has really allowed me to make sure that I start my day off on the right footing because I have the tendency in the morning, sometimes I'll call myself a giant green rage monster or like just an asshole to be, uh, if you will. So it gives me that time to make sure that like, I'm not that person um, when I get to work eventually, because that's the one thing about a, a, a teacher. Once you're there, you're on like the whole time. Like there's no moment to yourself really like there's not a lot of like you can you have that leeway to be kind of an asshole to people or be by yourself and quiet you kind of just got to roll with everything that comes at you so i like to not have that instinct to be a jerk and just be able to take things with um you know more patience and stuff so i do that i come back and then i basically get ready to to do my workout in the morning um and so obviously I've been doing gorilla corn gain stuff with you for a while. So typically, you know, 40 to 60 minutes of the workout period. So for me, I do another 10, maybe 20, depending on time to get myself warmed up and cool down at the end of it. And then basically get ready to go to work. And then I'm at work usually between eight, eight thirty, um, and school gets out for us around four thirty. So I'm home, you know, somewhere around five o'clock, maybe a little bit earlier. I don't live all that far from school, but um, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit to, to get out of the building in the afternoon, but, and then I come home, make dinner, make some meal prep for, uh, work the next day. And then I'm asleep pretty early. So since I wake up so early, um, you know, usually between seven thirty and eight o'clock. So I'm kind of like an old man as it were, man, I, I tell you what, lately I've been going to bed super early too. Uh, I, you know, the, a lot of the stuff we've been working on, uh, for a couple of years, like has started to tip in the sense that like the real benefits start to accrue, like the breathing, the meditation, um, the recovery stuff. So like I used to struggle to, uh, to get a restful sleep. I could never get more than like five or six hours. Like uh -huh. the last couple weeks, man, like, especially like on the weekend, I, I put like 12 hour sleeps. That's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when in doubt, like, it, it's just so funny what happens. Uh, how, how old are you, Colin? Uh, I will be 38 this coming March. So 37 right. right now. So I'll give you a preview of everything to expect here at, at the tender age of 40. Like <laughs> I, I start to, I, it's like, it's kind of, it is like Benjamin Buttons. Like as you get older, you become more of a baby. Yeah, I believe right. like you just, if you, if you're trying to do the things that, that a young man does or a young woman does uh, your, your needs increase. Right. So like uh, the, the, in the past, like if, if I, it was like nine and there was an opportunity to like see an extra show before bed. We, we would do that. Now it's like, fuck it. I'm going to bed. I'm going to get the extra hour of sleep. So um, and uh, so it's, it's just funny how that works. And, and this is, by the way, the schedule I'm hearing from you is just the typical 
success schedule. You know, um, you don't have to necessarily wake up at three. I mean, that's dude, that is insane. But <laughs> exactly, you know, yeah. Chris Garpati, we had on here before. It's a very similar schedule. Uh, friend of mine in fitness, Jeremy Scott, that guy's up around the same time. You know, I, I try to get up at six most days. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but it's it's just so funny how that works. And, and you're, you're a history teacher. That's correct. Yes, I did. I keep realizing you've asked me a couple times about what I teach, and I haven't actually gotten there. I've only been talking about my schedule. That's right. I teach uh, history in high school, so I teach mainly uh, like two advanced history classes. So like uh, honors level, the the uh, classes that kids want to challenge themselves with. Some people might be familiar with the the program advanced placement or AP classes. So I teach a uh, a number of those, typically world history and then uh, American history. So I'm actually, I got a quick story about history. I'm a big history fan. I love watching the Nat Geo or, you know, any of that type of stuff, historical sure. documentaries. And uh, my senior year, uh, we had an option of two different tracks for U.S. history. There was one to take the AP class and the other to take the regular class. But that teacher would also prep people who wanted to take the AP uh, for extra work outside of the class. And the got AP it. class was known as like, it was the hardest class, like, this guy was, he actually went to the college that I ended up going to and he was all about kind of prepping you for the college and, you know, right. hundred plus pages of reading at night. And <laughs> as a football player, uh, you know, I had to be very mindful of like the fall, fall, winter season. I don't want to be doing too yeah. much work. Right. Um, so, and the other guy was kind of more fun. So I went with the teacher who had like the easier workload and the, AP teacher like confronted me in the hall one day and was like, he was like really disappointed that I didn't take the class and I took the easy way out okay. and he kind of pissed me off. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get a five right. on this, you know, to kind of shove it in his face. So I ended up getting a five working with the other gentleman, but it, it, it just had to share that story because uh, the competitive nature of things. And like you mentioned early on too, like it's difficult. And by the way, as a coach, uh, sometimes I've been a dick. I brought my own mood and stuff into the, the workplace or working with people. I, I try not to do that anymore, and, but I'm 40 now. Like, sure. you know, it's, it's taken a while, but um, I just wanted to echo too, like just, it's so difficult to not bring um, your personal stuff to the workplace, especially when you are uh, your, your speaker, your presenter, you're an educator. Um, so I do respect uh, how you take the extra time into it. And uh, I have no doubt, like, you would have been the, t the teacher for versus the other guy that was just like, just trying to make your life hell for no apparent reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, totally. I mean, like sometimes I wonder, I'm like some of my colleagues, you know, I mean, the, the job's hard, but sometimes I'm just like, do you remember what it was like to be a teenager? Like, you know, teenagers just sometimes they do stupid shit and like, you kind of got to roll with it. Like, or with your, your story, like I have plenty of football players who, wait to take the AP class till they're juniors. So with me, that will be U.S. history instead of when they're sophomores because they have to learn to balance like a full-time football schedule, you know, in the fall and, in, and into the winter, especially if the team's doing well with how much work is required of them for those upper-level classes. So like, you know, part of it, like I always understand, I have kids sometimes that reach a little too far at the beginning of the year and maybe shift their schedule around and then come join me again when they're juniors because they figured it out and are ready for that challenge. So you know, like sometimes you got to understand that, you know, they're not taking the easy way out. They just have other things on their plate that they want to try to prioritize too. So, but yeah, I mean, being 
me in the morning getting my time to, you know, set my mood for the right, uh, right for the day definitely helps to like, you know, approach that with that more sort of flexible attitude. Cause I think that that just makes the job a lot a easier for me, but also a lot more fun for everybody involved. You do some coaching too, right? Yeah, that's correct. I coach uh, boys soccer um, at the high school level too. So man, you get tested. You get tested all day. <laughs> Your patience must be just uh, elite. Uh, yeah, it is. Although <laughs> I tend to be a little bit shorter once I'm outside of school. I say I always tell people that I use it all up when I'm in the school building, and like sometimes outside of work, I'm <laughs> I'm not nearly as patient. So you know, I I pick and choose when I when I can let my patience uh, hang around. I love it, man. So how did you find your way into fitness? What what's the origin story for the one they call C? Ray. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it goes way back. So I mentioned already that, you know, I'm almost 38. So really, like, it's weird. I wasn't much of an athlete when I was younger. Like when I was a kid, like, you know, grade school age, I was involved in sports. My dad had a very athletic background, um, moved around a couple times because of his job. And so, you know, sort of moving locations and getting new friend groups over time. Like in, in high school, I was much more into music and like had a, had like a garage band and stuff like that. But, you know, one of the things that sort of drawed me, drew me towards you, excuse me, is uh, we have like a similar background story overweight when I was younger. I mean, you have the more athletic side, but I was definitely overweight in high school. And so towards the end of my high school year, but really once I got into college, I sort of just was tired of being like overweight, not in shape and, had some buddies who were getting into like working out in the gym. And so I really started going at it hardcore my freshman year of college at, you know, our gym there. I went to J James Madison university. And so we would hit up the rec center all the time to work out. And I just sort of, you know, it kind of snowballed as it always does when you first start working out, the, the gains come pretty quickly. I dropped weight pretty easily because really I just started doing a lot of movement. And so that kind of gave me confidence that I'd lacked when I was younger and sort of that kind of snowballed and I became, I can be obsessive about things and I certainly have become obsessive um, with that over time. So, you know, just as college progressed, I got more and more into it. And then once I graduated, it sort of became, as you like to say, it became part of my lifestyle. You know, it, I started to, you know, make that an part of my personality and it was just kind of what I did. And, you know, it was part of what I did on the daily basis or almost daily basis that, you know, I needed to get my workout in to help me set my mood straight to blow off some some steam from work or from school or for whatever. And it just kind of, you know, became this area or this place for me. It's like a sanctuary. Right. So it kind of helps me escape. But it also kind of gives me the confidence I need to, you know, do whatever task I need to accomplish elsewhere in life. Man, no, no one's going to cross you at school. <laughs> I mean, the stuff that, you know, you send me videos of your movements and I'm very familiar with your overall fitness level because we worked closely together this past year. And right. you're, you're, I mean, you're in elite shape, period. Uh, now, especially for a teacher, but like elite shape, period, especially for your age. Um, so, you know, th there is a confidence, especially when, you, when you're training, um, you know, because I did some youth coaching, too. And sure. uh, you're, you're coaching, you said boys soccer. So like, Correct. Man, those dudes, they, they all, they, they'll test you, you know, oh, they'll yeah. test you and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have kind of a way about you, uh, not an arrogance, but a confidence. Yep. Um, so they don't take advantage and, uh, you know, very quickly mutinies can happen with, with team sports. Oh my so, God. So, uh, when they see like, I, I don't know if they've ever seen you work out or, but like, you know, there's just a respect to that comes when your coach like leads by example and right. 
I, I don't mean, I don't mean this in a negative way, but like a, a lot of times, especially, you know, football, like you get a lot of these overweight coaches and they make mm -hmm. you do sprints. They have no understanding of fitness. So they, they abuse, they use it as punishment and yep. um, they don't, they don't have the respect of their, their, their players because they themselves, they don't eat right. They don't, they don't walk the walk, you know? So exactly. I, has anyone like, uh, have you noticed that with, with your players or, or is it just, you know, you're not, I'm assuming you're not wearing the lunge man shorts out there on the field, but no, no how fit I, don't, you I don't go that risque at school, but you know, <laughs> I do, I do have some short sleeve shirts that, you know, fit a little bit tighter than maybe they should. I usually go for the schmedium if, uh, as it were. So the boys know, plus like a lot of the times, so I'm, I usually do uh, assistant coaching. And so oftentimes I'll be the one who does their conditioning. So they know, and I tell them, I'm like, guys, I'm giving you stuff to do that's hard. But I'm like, trust me, I, I, I've already done this. Like, sometimes I'll take stuff that, you know, you've shown us that's body weight or, um, you know, with minimal equipment because I have a team of like 20 boys and we're out on a soccer field. So I want to get them moving around that way and not have to go into the gym and fight for time with other sports or anything. And so even though it's all body weight, like, and I know because I've done it too, like I put them to work. So they know if I'm doing it too, that like, you know, I'm not playing around. So they know when it comes to conditioning with Coach Ray that it's about to be some serious business. Coach Ray, I like that. And <laughs> the the reality is, too, like you don't have to necessarily work out in front of them, but you got to be able to demonstrate. Exactly. Right. And a lot of these coaches I've had in the past, like they, they, they wouldn't demonstrate. They would just say, do crunches, do push-ups. You know, there was no um, – I've got a feeling that they're very lucky to be in your hands because of your, again, your knowledge of exercise and movement. Sure. Uh, you know, that's something that – uh, at least when I, when I was a kid going to school, um, even, even my, like my head coach who was like super into fitness at that point, he had, his body was so damaged uh -huh. from powerlifting that he couldn't show us anything, oh. you know? Um, yeah. so like, <laughs> like he would teach us Olympic lifts and he would just like tell you kind of what to do, but like he couldn't show it because of right. his hip arthritis and his, his frozen bench shoulder. Yeah. So, um, that's awesome stuff, man. They're lucky to have you. And, uh, you, you obviously, you know, you got, you kind of got the bug in college. You continued with it. Yep. How, how'd you find, uh, the one they call the metabolic Messiah, AKA uncle baby biscuits. <laughs> um, I mean, just like I found you by chance through social media. I think this is when you were, uh, like right when you were first at men's health. Um, I like was, you know, I, like I said, I've always been, I've been into fitness since, since college or like late high school, but, you know, one of the things about me, and I think this is kind of why I, I like being a teacher too, is I'm, I'm also, I call myself a continuous learner. So I'm always trying to learn stuff. Um, and so as I've gotten more into fitness, I've wanted to learn more about like, you know, exercise, physiology, nutrition, all that type of stuff. It's kind of built over the years. And so I try to just consume in some form or fashion, you know, whether it's the written word or, or like YouTube videos and stuff like that, just to try to become more familiar to expand my knowledge base. And Somehow on Twitter, you know, I was probably following Men's Health or something like that. You know, I started to see videos that you were doing. And I'm like, man, this dude is awesome. Like your personality just resonated with me right away. And so, you know, I gravitated towards the things that you were showing. And I would take like a lot of the moves that you would demonstrate or suggest to us. Um, like, for example, Bulgarian split squats, you know, was, I got from you. And so I started doing them. I'm like, these are awesome and terrible at the same time. So I just kind of. Once I found you, then I started when you left men's health and started making programs, you know, I was like, well, 
maybe I should dive headfirst in and go uh, full on board with with uh, BJ here because everything he shows me works well. And so I think it was around the time Gorilla Corns gains came out, and I was like, I'm all in with BJ. And to be honest with you, as you know, I haven't looked back since. It's you know changed my fitness game completely. Dude, what a blessing! Th- three things I want to unpack from that. Number one, sure. Twitter. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've always been super weak on Twitter. And, and right now, in particular, as recording this podcast, Twitter is like it's imploding from within with the Elon Musk yep. <laughs> takeover. Yep. I'm keeping the account, but I'm not I'm not I, I decide I'm not going to go on until like it, it, it reaches rock bottom because there's nothing good that can right. happen on Twitter right now. Uh, no. And of course, this on. was like 10 years ago anyway. So, like, yeah, I know that, that's that's when Twitter was like. Twitter was the thing about a decade ago. Then Instagram yep. came, and, and in my opinion, Twitter just kind of became obsolete. But people still right. use it. Sure, uh, we'll see what happens to it uh, ongoing. But the next thing is you mentioned Bulgarian split squats, and I, I you know, I use uh, as a YouTube creator. I, I, I constantly am paying attention to search and what's in Google because obviously YouTube, uh, Google owns YouTube, and it's all yep. search related. Uh, and some of the most popular ways people find me are. Uh, BJ Gador Bulgarian split squats. Another big one recently I noticed is what happened to BJ Gador. <laughs> <laughs> That's so people like it's been five years since I left men's health. And right. um, if you didn't like come over for all they know, like, you know, I died in some, you know, accident <laughs> or like, you know, I, I fell off the wagon, but uh, I'm still here, you know, yep. fighting the good fight. Uh, the third thing is I consider you to be, you know, in politics, they call states like Ohio the bellwether state, right? Right. Basically, what happens there can often dictate the entire election yep. because of the, the the demographics, the populace. And sure. you you have always been since you joined Gorilla Corn Gains for me a bellwether client. I know I if appreciate you enjoy that. it that I'm doing I'm doing the right thing, you know. And yeah. can't please everyone, but because of your work ethic, your determination, and, and your buy-in. You know, uh, people like you, like Kim, like Chris Carpati, uh, like Ray Ramos, um, you know, th- those are people that, uh, you know, you just have extra sway with me. I, I, I've right. you're also throughout this whole process, too. I, I, I let you know what's coming. I get feedback on future programs or, or things yeah. like that. So just want to let you know, man, you, you have made me a better coach. And uh, I I'm lucky to have you're, I can it's almost like a captain of, of a sporting team. Right. Like the coach. Mm-hmm gets to gets more information uh from that individual i get a feel of how things are going overall it's really a blessing well man i appreciate that i'm I'm glad to know that i contribute some because i you know i've mentioned you before like you've totally transformed my life not just physically but you know with the breath work and and just in general like focusing on fitness as a holistic thing not just what your body can do you know, like I'm in a much better place now than I was even a year ago. And, you know, so I, I always appreciate hearing that, you know, I help give something back to you. You know what I mean? It's a mutually beneficial partnership here, as it were. Well, dude, I appreciate that. And, you know, you're, you're just as dialed in uh, with your diet as the workouts, um, you know, to yep. the point where and again, like it really is like your, your, your success is, is simply just winning habits. You yep. see, once you get locked into something, man, you just don't stop. Exactly. Yep. Kind of like a robot. <laughs> hey, man, uh, it worked for Drago. <laughs> yeah, it did. You're right. <laughs> well, I, until it didn't. But um, shout out to Rocky Four. Uh, exactly. The perfect time to watch that, by the way, is uh, winter break. Hey, that's so true. Yep. Have, by the way, have you seen 
the the recut they did a year ago no i have not oh man like it, it was it was so disappointing that what they okay. did was they t- um they took like all the comedy out of rocky four and they tried to like uh make it like s- much more serious and what? uh like it just did not hit uh and uh the reviews by the way uh the reviews echo my sentiments right um you have to pay, I think you have to pay for it, but it might be worth the re watching the recut just to really appreciate how good the original was. Like, okay. They were trying to go away from like the fact that the original was such an eighties time capsule, which is why, like, that's what makes that's it what so I'm saying. Unique. Like that's and in <laughs> doing so they, they took away all the charm of the original and uh, like, man, like the ending, like, which was, like super motivational, inspirational. Like right. when I watched the ending of Rocky, the original Rocky four, I was ready to just run through a wall. Yeah. Tell me about it. Like you throw it on before a tough workout or, or <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't hit anyway. Uh, some, something to consider if you're trying to like, just compare contrast. Right. Right. But um, man, like uh, obviously you've had great success. What would have been some of the obstacles? Um, I mean, so for me, the biggest obstacle is I have, like, as you can probably tell with, like, my robotic nature is one of the things that I've had to learn over the years in particular is, A, that I don't always have to go 100 miles an hour and run through a wall. Um, you know, that consistency trumps intensity, which took me forever to realize. I mean, there would be times, I mean, this is a while ago now. I haven't been this way for a few years, luckily. But there would be times where, like, I wouldn't go work out because I knew that I couldn't give like a stupid amount of extreme effort. And so to me, I would feel like it was worth it if I didn't go for an hour plus and like run myself into the ground, um, which as you know, is not sustainable. Um, so l- learning to to pump the brakes a little bit and, and especially this year in particular, but over the past couple of years, learning that like recovery is just as, if not more important than, you know, the intensity of your workout. And, and so learning that it's okay to, not do an hour workout and only get 20 minutes of something in or to only do mobility and stretching or to actually listen to BJ and take a rest week. Like that's been the hardest thing for me is kind of, you know, like I said, easing off the gas pedal a little bit Um, that and like not being so hard on myself. And those two kind of go hand in hand on my own biggest critic. Um, So learning to, to allow myself some breathing room at times, um, you know, has really been something that I've been focusing on the past year or so. And that kind of make has made my life, you know, a lot less stressful, as it were. Well, that's what it's all about, man. You know, people think uh, I hear this all the time. Like, I got to I got to turn it off. Like, the thing is, turning it off is not a like people yeah. think on off switch. What you need is a dimmer. Exactly. Right? You're going to be higher intensity, volume, effort sometimes. And then you might have to bump it down halfway. Sometimes you got to bump it down to like 10 and 20 percent. But yep. when you turn it off, what happens is you lose the winning habits. You uh-huh. lose the routine. So, like, that's it. Like, even on days where, like, this is happening to me too, even from a business standpoint. We got entrepreneurs listening to this. And, yep. you know, in the past, like, on vacations, I would, like, I'm going to, I'm not going to do anything work related yeah. uh, to really decompress. You know, sometimes you need that. But then you come back from the vacation and it's like, fuck, I wish I didn't go. Because yeah. <laughs> the amount of stuff that is awaiting me right now, and again, like I'm, I'm out of the habit. Like I'm off my sleep routine, my wake up time. Uh, yep. I gotta like reestablish, uh, you know, these these habits that uh, my business needs. And so, you know, 
I, I just do light days now. Like uh, maybe I'll just do an hour or two to start the day. Yeah. Um, just to make sure that the ship is going in the right direction and uh, any course corrections required. But uh, that's the mistake people make, man. They, they stop and start. I'll just wait till next year. I'll wait till uh, things get more, you know, ideal for me, which they never will, by the way. That's, that's the reality of life. But let, let's talk about how fucking hard the 12 week specialization plan is. Oh my God. Dude. <laughs> I was dude, it's killer. That, I was thinking that today, man, my body was like, I had to, luckily I'm on break right now. Cause I took, I definitely took like an extra 10 or 15 minutes to sort of warm up into it. Like I even did a couple single rounds of like one pull up and then one dip, like just body weight. I've been using, uh, I've added weight um, for me, this 12 month program to those two exercises. And like, my body was like not having it at first this morning. It's like done with strength training for right now. So it's definitely, it's, it's a new level of difficult right now. And again, this, for those uh, listening, this is part of how we finished. Uh, we're finishing 2022 gorilla corn gains Q4 perform mm -hmm. is this uh, insane 12 week specialization program. I, I, I ran it for about three or four years now and I improve it every year. And this is, this has been the best, but yes, um, it is, even with, with the improvements and stuff, it, it's meant to be uh, what it is, which is basically it, it's setting you up for a peak performance. Right. And it's like entering the playoffs, exactly. you know, or, or the World Cup. I mean, it, it, the, the level you go into some of these with like big game jitters, like there's some workouts, man. Like I feel like the fat kid hiding underneath the bleachers before sprints. <laughs> so true. <laughs> you know, um, because it, I just know I'm going in to. Uh, especially as you get to like the final month, like uh, I purposely overreached on on a couple of the movements just to see what would happen. Because, uh, again, yep. there's lessons and overreaching. I, I don't recommend uh -huh. it to my people, but as a coach, you know, I like to push myself sometimes. Right. And, yeah. and going into a workout, knowing that you know, like I'm going to fail on set one and, and I have no <laughs> and, and I've got four more sets to go on on multiple movements that, you know, require so much focus and concentration. Oh, my God. Um, Dude, it tests you, and it's not—it's not sustainable. Um, it's—it's it's why athletes have an off season. Yeah, you know, you go to the, through a postseason, and sometimes these guys won't even touch uh, a basketball or a soccer ball or whatever for a couple months just to right. completely decompress and stuff like that. Um, and I'm not saying this to like discourage people from gorilla corn gains. And in fact, what we've done now with 2023 is we completely have uh, simplified and streamlined it. And I'll make stuff like the specialization program. Uh, in the future, something seasonal, something that's more of a product, a one-time thing, because you can't, yeah. you just can't run, run on that level of competition, uh, intensity or structure, uh, with, with the, with the job, with a career. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and yeah, I mean, it's been hard and I love every, every minute of it. So, you know, but you know, I'll be ready for a break. And that's one of the things that, you know, I've loved about having done gorilla corn gains. Now I know it's kind of gone through different phases, um, over the past couple of years with you, but sort of like, I always talk about how you have the periodization of it. Like, whereas we're basically building for a three quarters and then we kind of just unleash in Q4, whether it's specialization performance improvements, or just, you know, doing more like athletic type of moves, it is only short term. And, you know, I like to sort of see what this year has allowed me to, to build towards. And like, it kind of is a, it's a great way to see like the strength that I've made all year that you don't really notice because you're working on it all the time. And then you're doing stuff that you haven't been able to do before. Or even like I was, I mentioned this to you in an audio message, I think it was last week, but 
with my squat work, like just the level of control I feel in, in the single leg squat work, like it was more about just how good I felt doing the movement than the fact that I'm like doing a single leg squat. Like that's not what impresses me the most. It's just like the control I feel with it, like has really stood out to me, particularly this month with the program that I, to me is the biggest win. I just feel like fully in control of this movement. And to me, that's better than if I could wrap out five pistol squats or whatever, or, you know, set a PR. I just feel so much better about the movement itself that like, I am fully confident in it. And by the way, like I see Colin's videos. I mean, the single leg squat form that he's been demonstrating and again, it's gotten better on a weekly basis, but like right now the level of control, um, like 10 seconds down, like dude, he's using a low box. He's got like, he's using <laughs> like, uh, cause you know, you've got a unique home setup. Um, yep. and we've done FaceTimes together and you got your boxing gym, like is, is in, it's in your bedroom. Um, yes, yes. and it's like a prison like, cell. Do no, I love it. Like, I'm like, this dude, this dude is special. This dude just has a, a different uh, mental makeup uh, yep. because most people, they, they can't, they could never train in their bedroom. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, they just couldn't do it. Happens to be the best space in my house. So fuck it. You know, Oh <laughs> uh, man. And you got like, it looks like a treasure chest is what you sit onto for your one leg box squats. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is there it's gold in true. there? Yeah. Yep. Um, but like, do like some low, slow, perfect form single leg squats and knee going way over the toe yeah heel flat like the mobility and the stability and um that's the thing about specialization man like it i don't give a shit if you're having fun or not um like i've (laughs) got to worry about like express i got to make sure they have fun yeah you know because that's more important for them to stay the course like people like you um you like to have fun and again like we do we don't do specialization style stuff all year but like yeah uh, you're a results guy and, and that's what yes. motivates you. It's not like, Oh, this is a fun workout. <laughs> exactly. And, it doesn't uh, have to again, look everybody's different. To everybody's different. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's totally fine. But no, for me, like, you know, like you could tell me, Colin, the best thing for you to do is run through a wall. I'll be like, all right, cool. If that's, what's going to make me in better shape tomorrow. I'm game. Well, I mean, that, that's part of it too, is the level of focus. Like that's, that's another piece. Um, like you can't do these like, like single leg squats. I mean, it, it's, it's so full body. Uh, I yes. know it's a lower body exercise, but you have to literally keep tension in the whole body. You got to have such a breathing focus, anything with balance really taxes your nervous system. And again, you're doing five sets per side. That's 10 sets. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's 10 total sets. Like, um, so, you know, it's, it's a level of focus that, um, like it's, it's elite athlete training and that's, that's where performance stuff, like people listening, you just got to understand, like, if you're not willing to improve your focus and concentration, that style of training, uh, not only does it require more warming up, uh, more uh, recovery, uh, you know, needs, et cetera, but sure. you have to be willing, especially in this age where like no one has an attention span. <laughs> yeah. Right. You, you'll start doing this style of training, like, like rep to rep, you're losing your focus, but yep. Because of the repetition and because how we do all things now with the breathing focus, the breath drives the movement. Yep. You get into a flow state with some of this stuff and uh, it's the only way to, it's the only way to do it. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I have half the time I'm like, especially recently too, this month, just because, you know, the third month as we build the focus is starting to wane and, and me too, just being, you know, seeing the end in sight with my winter break and all that. Like I, I couldn't have done it without focusing on the breath work. Like that's literally I'll, 
clear my mind. I'm like, okay, focus on the inhale. Try to get the inhale the whole way down. Like keep your abs locked, everything. Like I know you said, like to your point, sure, the single leg squat's technically a lower body move, but half the time I'll wake up the next day and can feel it in my abs because I'm, you know, trying to keep my core clutch tight to make sure that, you know, I keep that balance and stuff like that. So it really is that full body, you know, workout and focus. And yeah, the breath work for me is the only way to, to keep myself locked in the whole time. Yeah, man, you'll even, you'll feel it in the shoulders, you know, cause again, like yeah. everything is so connected. And if your shoulders slip forward, your spine rounds and if your spine rounds, you're not as upright as you want to be when you're squatting. It, it, it can yep. put more stress on your back. So again, these are, these are the level of details that for general fitness, like, we just can't get into, right? It's like with your sure. students, uh, you know, you have an AP class and you have a regular class, you know, yep. it's going, going into the weeds uh, is tough and, and you can't get there without a foundation. And for some people, it, it never really makes sense because they're not trying to take their fitness to that level. And that's fine. Sure. Yeah, you know, oh, it's yeah. gotta be whatever works for your lifestyle sustainable, but it is good. You know, once a year, I mentioned this in an email it was, in, it was titled uh, five sets to failure. And like uh -huh. right now at 40 and with my work schedule, this is our busy season as yeah. we try to get people uh, at their peak motivation to sign up for new year stuff. Yep. And uh, it's just chewing me up and spitting me out. But man, it, it, it's, it's, it's really, it continues to build that resilience in me where I know I, I can take on any challenge as long as my, my mind is focused on the task. And exactly. uh, you know, that, that, that's where, um, fitness separates you you know like having a great body being fit all that stuff but like the mental training man uh, of getting through intensive programming just like an intense yep. uh, competition in sport right. for for uh for us like old guys and gals who don't have that outlet anymore you know this is this is what you can tap into yep 100 percent, totally agree what has been uh let's talk about some highlights again like so you were in the original 2019 gorilla core games program yeah uh <laughs> on the spot but like what have been some highlights for you over the last uh four years we're coming on we just had a five-year anniversary of the dailybj.com yeah um I, i'm just curious as a superstar member who's been like non-stop during that period like take us through some 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 highlights so um i will say a couple things like off the top of my head i mean i kind of touched on this earlier but you know one thing that i just love about your approach just in general this has been um, you know, the highlight for me the whole time is just how much I've learned about exercise, um, you know, over the course of the four years, I, I like to, to, to learn things and uh, have some control with what I'm doing. Um, like, like right now, like you, you give us a prescription, like you need to warm up, you know, this area of the body, right? Do, do some mobility for your lower body, your hips, your glutes. And like, I already know now what to do to get myself warmed up for a particular exercise. And you don't have to lay down like everything um, as specific as possible. So like, I just like having just that understanding, you know, uh, learning so much about how the body moves and, and like what different exercises can do and how to best perform them has been, you know, a highlight for me, just how much, how much more aware I am of, of like exercise and physiology and stuff like that. Um, speaking of the specialization programs, when I first started with you, like pull-ups were something that I could, could barely do. Um, and now like, I'm so confident in that movement that, you know, I, I do them all the time. Like I do hangs all the time, pull-ups all the time. Like this was something that was a struggle that I would throw in only because, you know, I wanted to try to get better at it, but I still wasn't all that great. And now like I do them all the time because a, I'm, I have confidence in them. So I, 
just love to do them. And, you know, I know how good the exercise is for me. So, you know, just kind of getting a mastery, if you will, to a certain extent of pull-ups is, has been another major one. And, of course, I can't forget about the get-ups, right? When I first started with you four years ago, I barely knew what a Turkish get-up was. And now I do them, like, in my sleep. Yeah, man. Tell some of your numbers, too. I mean, like, you're, you're uh, at elite levels rep-wise, pull-ups, dips, um, you know, because, again, like, you struggled, and now you're doing yeah. how many? Um, so I can do the, the pull-ups with, and which has been most impressive for me over this year, is with the palms facing forward. Um, I can get to the 10 to 12 range. I've added weight this uh, for the performance improvement just because I kind of wanted to change it up. Instead of doing higher reps, I wanted to add a little bit of weight, but – that's kind of where I am generally getting like uh, 10 good pull-ups, eight to 10 um, with palms forward and dips. I can do dips 25, 30 without much of an issue uh, as full body weight. Um, right now I'm doing the, I think it's the 11 to 12 rep range with 10 pounds added on me for the dips is what I did today. Dude, that's fantastic. I mean, th that's, these are elite numbers. And again, overhand grip is the hardest grip. Oh yeah. You, you could definitely yeah. probably do uh, close to 20 chin-ups. Oh, yeah, with uh, underhand close grip. Yeah, definitely. I think my max was right around, I think it was maybe 19 when we focused just on the pull-ups last year or maybe the year before, I think is uh, my max rep with that. And I'm probably a little bit better now given that I have done so many different hand grip variations. But, yeah. Well, and by the way, like to unpack one piece you added just then was the education piece, which is, by the way, I know someone is never going to succeed long-term with, with, with this if they're not interested in learning, right? You got to be a student yeah. of the game. I'm not saying you got to be uh, like the metabolic Messiah, but what <laughs> you do have to be willing to learn about your body. Yep. Cause at some point, like, you know, you, you got to be able to do this <clears throat> on your own um, and be consistent with it and not get injured. And uh, you know, so that that's like one of the red flags to me someone that just wants to be spoon fed the stuff and doesn't, like there's, they, they, they don't internalize it at all. Yeah. You know, you know, they're going nowhere. And a lot of times people just feel good about themselves, themselves if they spend money on fitness. Right. Yeah. Or if they talk about it, like they have people that they talk about fitness with, like they feel like they're, you know, they're, they're in motion, right. In motion sure. versus actually taking the action and internalizing and making it a habit, right. Uh, habit for life. So, uh, you know, that's key too. And, but, and you know, you're a VIP member too. So actually I gave you, uh, a special lower body version of that specialization plan that only my VIPs got. Yep. And uh, you know, that, that, that plan in particular, I mean, dude, it, it's been, I, I've never made so much progress uh, with my lower body in such a short period of time with, with that uh, special eccentric plan you got. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm totally with you. Like my leg gains have been terrific with the specialization. It's been awesome. And, and, you know, with the two, uh, when I see your videos, uh, it allows me to give you those unique, um, you know, tweaks or corrective movements or stuff yep. like that, you know, where, uh, again, like, I'm t this is my first year doing it. And, and it's been great because, um, you know, a lot of times you don't realize uh, when you're doing this stuff, like small things make a big difference. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially when we're talking about these advanced movements, you know, pull-ups, dips, single leg squats and film study, man. Like it, it's not just for sport. Like if you're not regularly filming yourself and analyzing your movements, you know, yeah, I don't know how else to put it. It's going to be difficult for you to ever really do things right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you got to study yourself to, to make improvements because 
got to go after your weaknesses to make them a strength. You know what I mean? So you can't learn if you're, if you don't ever see what you're doing wrong. There it is. What, what are your uh, long-term goals with fitness? Like, you know, obviously it's part of your life now. Um, you know, where do you see yourself with this five to 10 plus years from now? Um, just, you know, making sure that as I've been trying to focus recently, just kind of continue to make sure that fitness a is a continuous part of my life, but that it improves my life so that, you know, in 10 years from now, I'm not, you know, in pain walking around or getting up early in the morning and, and like taking a while to get the joints loose, if you will, putting oils on the joints that I can still get up if I want to at, at three or four in the morning and take my dog for another 70 minute walk without much of a problem. You know, I, I do a little bit of mobility in the morning, but that's just because I need to get more of that in. So I'm just looking to, to place it and it's why not do it right before a walk to help everything go smoother. But you know, that I have, I can live longer and, and not just live longer, but you know, have fun longer and be able to walk around. I, I like to travel. You and I've talked about this before. Um, and so I don't ever want to be in a position when I'm older and have the time to travel and not be able to like walk around. My favorite thing to do is go to a new city or location and walk around the place. I feel like that's how I learn about the environment. And, and I don't ever want to be put in a situation where I can't do that. I just have to be stationary and, you know, not enjoy my time outside or walking around with people or my dog or exploring new areas. So to make sure that it keeps my life, um, the way that it is now and that I can remain active. I love it, man. And again, also being, being willing to uh, evolve with the process, right? You don't know Absolutely. how you're going to feel in 10 years. Yep. And uh, you want to, you want to, you know, tap into the fountain of youth as much as possible. But again, you know, part of what people need to understand too, is that when you put in all these reps, you know, um, you don't need as many later in life. That's right. You know, and uh, you can really pick your spots and be more gentle with yourself and pamper yourself more and almost find like you're getting more joy in return out of it because it doesn't always have to be so fucking hard. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Pump the brakes sometimes. What are your tips? You know, we're coming on the new year here. Another year, new year, new you, all that bullshit. Yep. Um, you know, people seem to get excited in uh, for January and then February. We're, we're they're right back where they were before the start of the year. Uh, you know, what are your tips for people to not repeat that deadly vicious cycle? Sure. Um, you know, for one, start off with, you know, being gracious to yourself, because especially if you're trying to create a new habit, there's going to be a lot of mistakes and failures along the way. Right. It's a, it's a long term learning process. And I know that's kind of hard to hear. We, we like to have quicker fixes, but, you know, that it takes some time and, and that you're going to make mistakes. You know, I, I did and I, I still do all, all the time and I'm still learning. Um, but, you know, also don't take on too much, right? That something really legitimately is better than nothing. If you're doing nothing right now, getting up and doing 20 minutes of walking, you know, even if it's in five minute intervals throughout the day is tremendously better than, than staying where you are. So, you know, keep it simple so you can keep it consistent right? The winning habits start by making the small changes, not like the huge, a million changes at once and completely rearranging your lifestyle. Make, make it work for you so that it's small and you can build off that little bit of success because everybody likes when they win. So don't make your victories too hard to achieve, especially right away, because it's the winning that will help you then push further to make the bigger changes um, a little bit further down the road. You know, that's the thing too. People don't understand 
that one of the easiest ways to build a habit is to make it easy. You know, yep. like you can't go from, and it's, it's why we say like, you should be able to do a full year of express three workouts a week, 20 minutes each full body uh-huh. before entering the gorilla corn gains track. Because uh, unless you can prove that that's sustainable for you, there's no way you're going to be able to handle uh, 40 minute workouts instead of 20. Right. Yep. And it's why we always go back to the basics to begin the year, because every year, your teacher, you got to run the same curriculum annually. You try to improve it and make it better. Yep. Um, but you know, it is what it is. We got to go through the, we always have to return to the basics. Exactly. And that's why you want to jump on the express train right away to start the year, because we do go yeah. back to the basics. Uh, the workouts are designed to be easier, mm-hmm. not that they're easy, but like if you start, you know, if you go from zero to hundred with stuff like this, if the workouts are too hard in the beginning, there's just no way that you're going to get up for this stuff, especially with these short ass dark days during the winter, yes. cold, uh, dreary, all this stuff. So, um, and if it isn't express, maybe, maybe it is a 10 minute walk, yep. whatever you're picking, you have to pick something easy because yep. when stress accumulates and all this other, all these other factors get into the play, um, you will not be able to get up for something that is super challenging that you don't necessarily have to do, right? Like you have to go to work. You got to pay the bills. Yep. Uh, you got to go to the bathroom. You got to eat food and drink water. You don't have to work out. And if the workout is so fucking hard and you're dreading it, you know, um, it's tough to get up for that. And even for my advanced trainees, like I love going back to the basics because every year I'm so much better at the foundational stuff than I was the year before exactly. and because I've done this so many times. Like, well, you think, you think, uh, uh, LeBron James goes from, uh, three months off in the off season to like doing tomahawk dunks, uh, <laughs> in, no in, in, the, in preseason day one. No, man. Like you gotta, you, you ramp back up because you know, yep. you keep running this every year. The foundation gets wider, stronger, more stable, more robust. Yep. And you'll just be able to, you'll be able to climb further every single year. But, um, you know, th- that's what a lot of people don't get. Like we'll have this every year. Like, Oh, this was easier than I was expecting. It's like, yeah, you, you got to respect the process and you yep. can't skip these steps. You know what I'm saying? Like, can you, yeah. can you testify to that as someone who is, this is like you're about to enter your fifth or sixth season of this. Yeah. I mean, you're totally right. You got to go back. And I mean, even for me, like the cool thing is like, even though we're going back to the quote unquote basics, you can always improve that basic, right? Uh, your form, you can lock that in better. You can get your breath in your breath work, even more locked in, right? Get more of an inhale or an exhale um, when appropriate to get some breath holds. Like, but it's, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's also important to just remind yourself of the basics and just to see sort of, you know, the, the very beginning so that you make sure that you're on the right foot to continue to, to make that change that, you know, everybody wants year in and year out. You got to go back and, and make sure that the foundation is still good, right? It's like ma- maintenance to your house or to your car. You can't neglect the little stuff because then all the fancy stuff will just fall apart because of the foundation being weaker, um, you know, needing some extra maintenance that you neglected because it wasn't, you know, wasn't what you were motivated for at that, at that one particular moment. You're 38 doing stuff that would break college kids. I'm telling you right now, like this, this, I, I, when I was in college, I couldn't have handled this level of training. I just didn't have the foundation in place. Right. Yeah. Um, and you're doing it without getting injured. And the reason is because your foundation is so strong. You know, you, you have master of the scapula. Uh, you've got the hip and ankle mobility required to do 
uh, advanced squatting safely. Like this is the stuff that, um, you know, like you would have been injured by week three, you know, if you jumped into a program like this without the foundation. And that, that's what people have to understand is you've got to respect the process. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we'll close this out. I want to first just thank you again for your dedication, determination, consistency. You know, um, I'm excited to see what you do in 2023. Very proud of your effort in 2022. I think this was your best year yet, uh, not just because of how closely we worked together and I could really get a feel for, you know, where you were at the beginning of the year and how much progress you've made. But um, like you said, uh, it's a gift that keeps on giving. So you've just learned so much about your body that uh, no matter what happens, I'm confident that this this is a habit for life. And uh, it's something that will continue to give you the quality of life later in life that unfortunately so many people are going to be missing out on because they didn't invest in their fitness early enough in life. Yep. Totally agree. Appreciate that, man. We'll keep it going, man. Uh, Any, any final words for the people? Uh, No, man, just realize that motivation is fleeting and it's consistency that really wins the game, right? You just keep showing up. That that's how that's how that's the winner's mentality. Keep coming back. Keep showing up, and eventually, the last person left in the room. That applies, I think, in and out of the gym. Uh, those listening, the time to sign up for our 2023 programs is now. Go to thedailybj.com. We have Express, which is our 20-minute fast, fun, and effective workouts for busy parents and professionals. Our most sustainable option, designed to keep you in the game and. Uh, it won't take over your life. It's, a, it's the best place to start if you're looking to, you know, invest in your fitness long term. We have our Gorilla Corn Gains program, which is pretty much uh, Express Plus or Express on steroids. We're talking about uh, same three, three workout a week schedule, but the workouts are 40 minutes instead of 20. Uh, you will need additional equipment like pull up and dip bars, but that's it. Otherwise, it's all minimal equipment, stuff, body weight, bands, bells, med balls. And um, we also have couple extra services like Colin talked about today. He was a VIP virtual coaching client, which means yep. uh, during weekdays, tech support, audio, video, uh, text, communication. He sent me his movements. I review the form. He'll send me uh, snapshots of his uh, food log or his uh, diet, which again, that he didn't really need much help there because we found out pretty quickly in Q1, this dude's locked in there. But yep. those that do struggle with diet, I can help you there as well. And again, just general support and accountability, help you get through the ebbs and flows of a year of training. Uh, and I also have my FaceTime training. We did some boxing sessions together. Um, I was able to help, you know, Colin uh, work on the heavy bag and kind of work through some kinks with technique and stuff like that. Super uh, it's always great to have, uh, you know, a second set of eyes on your stuff too. So we have that as well, my FaceTime training. It's all at the dailybg.com. Um, please note, Monday, January 9th, our prices go up for new customers only. So if you join after that time or you cancel from now between then, and, and rejoin later, uh, you're up at the new price. Those that are locked in or are, are, are staying on, you'll be good to go. Uh, we're going to keep you at the same rate. Uh, the one thing I will say, the final thing to close it out, uh, we had some people reach out about, uh, I'm a current member. What should I do? Am I going to just, uh, do you have to do anything to stay an Express member? The answer is no, if you want to continue to go to month to month at the, at the same rate. But if you've done a year of Express and you know you're committed for the full year in 2023, I'd recommend switching over to the annual option. You get 20% off that. And it's essentially two and a half, three months over the course of the year. So that's an easy fix. I sent an email out about it as well. Um, If you have any questions on how to uh, change and upgrade to the annual and save money, just email us at inquiries 
inquiries at bjgador.com. Colin Ray, thanks so much for joining us, man. Thank uh, you, brother. Let's keep it going. Uh, finish the specialization program strong. And everyone else, happy holidays.